Yo, today we're talking a little bit about everything with a lot of growth with special guest Chad Westport hanging out, Dude Grow Show, DDC, uh, always helping out and grow uh, on DudeGrows.com, part of the DDC. Thanks for taking the time today, Chad. Welcome. Good to see you guys. So stoked to be hanging out and be uh, in front of the DGC. Woo woo. Good to have you, brother. We'll email back and forth, and every time you give me some kind of some kind of gem of info, I'm like, "We got to get you back on the show. We got to get you back on the show." And thank God I have a team that makes that happen now. So, quick shout out at the beginning here, Chad. You're over on YouTube. Is it Twin Peaks Cannabis on YouTube, or just search Chad Westport on YouTube to find what you got going on with content? Chad Westport on YouTube. Yep, just search that, and you'll see the Twin Peaks Cannabis in the background. But to find it, Chad Westport. Is your birth name? That's your given name. It's your birth name, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna tell <laughs> you our it. birth names on the show, man. All right, man. And my, my date, my, of birth my government too. name. <laughs> Love it, my government name. You're just going out there. I mean, a lot of people, especially in this industry, wouldn't you know just full on just give it their straight name. I got it, but that's super cool, man. Let's do uh, before we hop into Grow Talk Dank Nugs. Scott's got or Chad's got some Dank Nugs to show off. Grow Talk Styles. Do a couple quick shout outs right off the top. If you guys like this content, one of the number one ways to support it, realgrowers.com, recharge and grow dots for your garden. Real buckets, baby. They're out there. Uh, if you can show these, Grambo, man, the real buckets are rocking. Uh, those are just released like within a day or two ago, no, Scotty? Oh, wow. You know what, man? We did. We put a price tag on them. We put them out there. We gave a whole bunch of you in Discord or DGC. You got a wow. half-off coupon to, I think we what made, made 22 sets of them. And I gave, I think, 10 of them at half-off. And I really just want to uh, get people growing with this system, trying to help me tweak it a little bit. But- God damn, it works good. I got to say, this is an, a momentous day. I can't believe I'm seeing the kits. This has been spoken about for so long. And you, you <laughs> yeah. did. Wow, DGC, you are in luck. Whoever sees this first, these are going to go fast, man. Uh, you know what, man? I, I actually, we've got about three photographs left to show you how to make your own. I want you to order all the parts yourself. I don't know if you can take a look. Go back to that, Grambo. It is fucking hard to make that thing. We're used to bagging, recharge, and grow dots. And now I've got Warehouse Kyle drilling holes and making those things. So <laughs> there is a shitload of labor that goes wow, into that. And so, so uh, cool. I'm hoping that somebody will come along and uh, make a better system and keep me from drilling out buckets for a living. Fucking awesome. Excellent. Man. If you're in Canada, want some recharge grow dots, dudesworld.ca. And if you want to shop for your grow, dogrows.com forward slash pros. All the pros are there. Coupon codes listed to get a good deal on DGC vetted gear, especially some of these DDC producers. Let's do a couple shout outs, Scotty, because I got Grow Bigger, Grow Bigger 420. What's growing on? And hey, we know this guy taking tops daily, always hanging out and always taking tops tops daily. So cool, man. And always supporting and repping the DGC. We appreciate you, tops. Whoa, we got a celebrity as the third one, y'all. Let's see, man. Dude will know this, man. Dude is of age. B.A. Baracus. I know me and Chad will know that, man. Dude, you know it, right? I ain't getting in that plane. (laughs) My man. He knows. (laughs) Oh, man. You were like 10-year-old dude watching the A-team. Wanting to peel out in the van. Exactly. So if you guys have have enjoyed our shows and enjoyed guests such as Chad being on, we hop into this hang. Dudegrows.com forward slash support is how you're continuing to support this content. Make it happen. When I say that, there's truly a team behind us of, I don't know, like seven. I should know. I'm the comptroller. Um, But we could not do it. And we couldn't have got to this point of our eighth year of doing this show without the DDC producer guys. 
So think about that. We've had you a little little bit of a danker harvest. Keep your company at work. You're listening to this right now and join it. Dugros.com forward slash support. The benefits alone take care of the membership. $10 a month. Make you holla. Bring it DGC. Let's I like do this that. show. What's who, up, who made, who made you comptroller? I like I like when you just decide you're going to, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my job is, by the way. Maybe trip leader? I don't know. That's what we're going to be next time we all fly. I'll, I'll choose the comptroller heading. Chad, if you don't know, we went to the Cowboy Cup, and I made us all CEOs on Southwest <laughs> Airlines. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He sure uh, did. Banner had issue with his ids they're almost like wait your id does not match ceo so where's the yeah. like oh i was yeah. just having fun man i was just having fun Dude, guys that happened to me at uh i went to a restaurant bar with grambo a couple days ago yes grambo's license was expired and there was just a guy there at the door and he was like i'm sorry i can't let you in you have an expired license and i wanted i almost said i was like you're going to be replaced by a turnstile one day you know <laughs> and i didn't say it and then i was just i was thinking man, you're gonna be replaced by a robot one day but then- they didn't give me a paper id they don't they're not doing that for some covid reason at my particular dm but he turned me on to the uh, the My Colorado app. You, there's digital ID. I went to the dispensary last night and used my phone as ID, and they let me in. Is 100 percent real. So that all ended up working out for the best, as far as I'm concerned. Really, hey, I used to uh, I used to check IDs at the retail. Uh, cannabis shop and so yeah i'd have to turn you away with a bad id and even yeah. the paper one sometimes wouldn't work it's going to vary state to state but while i was there the the um lcb actually did send in an undercover kid to try to get in and i am glad i actually read the ids oh yeah because i turned them away and he walked out of the street got back in the cop car and they drove away Wow. We saw it on the video. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. All right, we got to get into the dag nugs because Chad shared some dag nugs. I know you're doing some breeding now. <laughs> you got these, which we'll have to hear the story of why you came up with the name Nakatomi Plaza Seeds. I know there's a diehard reference there, but that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, it, you sent in a bunch of pictures here. Let's go through this. Scotty, take it away. Uh, this is actually... Uh, we should have Mr. Chad Westport take it away, man, because these are his picks. What I did for Dank Nugs, I was like, hey, man, uh, why doesn't Chad so- show us what he's smoking or what he thinks are dank? So where'd you find these, man? These are your own picks? Yeah, these are pictures um, that I just took. I kind of like to document all of the grows, especially things that I'm going to be working with so people can kind of see it grown out numerous times. Um, but I sent in you some pictures of the Westport grape juice and also the Kool-Aid man, which those are kind of my my two keepers right now. Right now we got the uh, Kool-Aid man up. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, Kool-Aid man um, is from Bee Leaf Cannabis. It was a collaboration he did um, – I don't want to misstate it. So it was a collaboration he did, but it is by far the most triked out plant I have ever grown. Like not even close. Most trichome coverage. It's got an amazing taste, an amazing smell and the effects just hit like it, it checked all of the boxes. So, yeah. And that actually is kind of exciting because it's, uh, I went through a bunch of his seeds. I selected the winner. Uh, I said, this is my keeper. He was impressed with it. He now has it, and he's now crossed out with the his staple, the white truffle. So that's going to be something coming out soon, too. Man, this oh, next I level frost. In, I just got to say, in, man, do, do you remember seeing plants like these, you know, 10 years ago with this type of frost? Like, I'm growing that Paloma out. And, like, just yeah. it's it's amazing, man, what they're coming up with. Yeah. It's, I typically you know, not. 
I had a question on the frost, Chad, to you, because um, we all get excited about trichomes. They look pretty. It, it means you're, you're getting some good flower for sure. I've smoked some flower that's not trikes on trikes, and it was still pretty mm-hmm. good. Okay. But I want to say it's not necessarily a te- testament to potency, right? Just no. because you have a whole bunch of trichomes, um, it's, and some people will go there, wow, that's going to be super strong. But it doesn't mean that by any means as far as I'm THC confused, potency. Man. I'm confused. What's I, that? Find a direct, I find a direct correlation with uh, the amount of trichome coverage and how high I'm going to get. Am I crazy? I don't, well, don't I've seen. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, because all the cannabinoids and, you know, cannabinoids and terpenes, they're stored in those trichome heads. So, yeah, naturally, you see more of them. You think that there's going to be more of it. Um, And to a certain extent, that is true, but it's not, you know, it's not a given. Like, you can't look at a plant. um, Purple punch, great example of something like this. Looked super beautiful, just lacked the punch. Um, They should get served for that. Yeah, terpenes and all that, you know, those really affect it as well. But... It, it looks good. And that's why I was really pleasant that the effects came through, too. It's not just Instagram. <laughs> well, in today's, if depending on where your cannabis is going or for yourself, you got to hit all the boxes. You know, you got to have some dank smell. You got to have some trikes going. I was just referencing also, Scotty, we've seen some great CBD flower that was really triked out as well. You know, so that mm-hmm. was the reference point there. But you, got dude, a point, looking, you said um, purple punch didn't pack the punch. Was that the comment? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it looks beautiful, it. Um, tastes good. And I actually personally enjoy the the strain, but it's it's not one of those ones that's going to put you uh, in the dirt. As, as far as a, being a breeder, being a cannabis connoisseur, uh, what's most important to you? For me, it's effect. You know, is it taste <laughs> for you? Is it smell? You know, tell me what it is. Yeah. End of the day, it's effect. Um, for me, I like this plant as a medicinal plant and I'm searching for the perfect medicine. Uh, fortunately, I know once I find it, it will help others as well. So yeah, effects, but short of that, um, I do want it to be pleasurable. So a little bit of taste, a little bit of smell. Did you say pleasurable? Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. about consumption? I, I mean, do you, yeah, what's, is, are you, I'm a flower guy. I don't, I don't own any rigs. I don't, the, my concentrate is, uh, is, is hash when I can get some hash or somebody gives me maybe some rosin or something, but I really like hash. Um, so yeah, consumption, the ways you consume, are you glass person or you mainly flower? Go, go into that a little bit. Yeah, no, I like your style, dude. We're, we're very similar. I'm a flower guy. Uh, and one thing I love about Amsterdam and traveling is you get that nice dark, hash there um it's not concentrate it's less than that so i don't really partake in the concentrates here i have not necessarily going to turn it down but i'm a flower guy man and why is there a particular reason is it the strength of concentrates is it the flower gives you the best overall effect yeah honestly I, i think the you know a lot of people talk about full spectrum um i really think my well, it affects me differently with flour, uh, and I enjoy that. And it's a little bit more. I'm able to titrate it. I'm more of a sipper throughout the day. Like I'm constantly just smoking versus, like my wife, she'll sit down and just smoke a big fat bong load. Yeah, and be good for hours. <laughs> wow, it's funny you say that. Banner is a sipper as well. He will hang out with a oney and just kind of yep. pack oneys all day long. I deliberately would try not to smoke till whenever, a little bit in the afternoon, so I get high as fuck, man. So I'm more <laughs> like your wife. I'll smoke with your wife. You see, it's the occasion, man. Like, yeah, I'm a sipper as well. I like me with edibles. I'll have 
I'd, instead of taking like a 50, I'd rather take five tens over a period of time while, while like edging and feeling where it's going. Um, and but if it's like before I'm going to watch the new freaking Avatar movie or something, I'm like, man, I want to ban no sipping. Like, let's get right. let's, let's get elevated. Right. So, you know, that's what different times and different situations. Yeah, I'm already kind of immune to the dabs and back on the flower. Like you start with one and you get or two Story and you're doing four dabs. <laughs> yeah, dude, but the flower, I've smoked half a joint. I'm high as fuck. I'll smoke the other half just come hang out with Chad. But yeah, you know, I could probably I, do six of those dabs. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of saving dabs for a little bit later in life when my body wants more of a more of a kick to the to the endocannabinoid system. I'm going to I'm going to leave it fresh. <laughs> It's not the same thing, though. And for some reason, when they process it the, with the flour, it's just in that right ratio. And maybe it has to do with burning on the, you know, on the hamper, on the on the flour material. But, man, it's just not the same thing. You could smoke as many dabs as you want. It'll get you a type of high, but not the same mm -hmm. high as smoking a joint. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. You just mentioned, because um, we've got a minute, we'll be to go to Grow Talk in just a sec. But I wanted to touch on Amsterdam hash. Uh, we covered a question on the show. Scotty's been to Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam twice. It used to be like the trip, man. It was like the trip. It was like, you got to go there and experience not prohibition, walk around, buy weed, smoke it. Now they're trying to change shit from what I've read in a recent story yeah. to where it's only going to be available, not available for tourists. And you have to be like, I, I think citizen was the right word of mm -hmm. the Netherlands to be able to consume cannabis. You were recently there. Did you see any of this or insight on things changing? Yeah, I, I follow it pretty closely. There are certain areas of the country now that you do. You have to be a resident to get into the coffee shops. Um, we went around the country. We didn't run into that problem. We also did our research ahead of time, make sure the towns were friendly. Uh, but Amsterdam itself, because it is kind of the tourist hub, everything is freer and more open there. Right. But that creates the problem that they're trying to eliminate. You know, I'm, I, I walk out of this church that was built in the 1300s. Never been in a building that old. I walk out. I look across the street. There's, you know, like what we would call apartments. I look the other side of the street. It's all red lights. And so there is no buffer zone in Amsterdam. <laughs> and that's the problem. The no. rowdy tourists are in the neighborhoods. So, yeah, they're trying to push things out. They're already pushing the red light district out. They're trying to build like a new safe hub out in the suburbs. And they want to do the same with the cannabis shops. Uh, just last month, it was up. The mayor keeps proposing the same thing. Um, but the, the the people in the city have basically agreed it's not the pot that's doing this. So. Yo, to be seen if that I, I ever happens say, man the it's scary they're lights, talking about it though it's weird but the red lights are disturbing man. the red yeah. light district <laughs> is like women in windows man. and it's uh it is disturbing i'm glad that they're pushing that out man it's a weird it's a weird thing yeah <laughs> it's uh, a weird culture it's a weird thing man <laughs> Yeah, but it's a whole other show. I mean, it's I feel you that I've seen that in, in person. And yes, it's like women in windows and the regulate somewhat regulated. And I don't want to say safe market or women in streets and other crazy cities. I don't know. We're not going to get into it, but it is all mismatched in there and it's bothering people. I get that. Um, I've seen it as a tourist and there's all kinds of other drugs totally available rather easily as well, mm -hmm. which causes problems. Um, but overall, man, don't want to see that go. 
Let's, uh, yeah, let's take wait, a look at Girl Talk, second, Scotty. Man. Hang on a second. The yeah. reason that was cool, because that was the only place in the world you could do it. The rest of the world changed. I saw something where, can't remember exactly where it was. I know on cruise ships, they're like, dude, we have to make separate smoke and weed smoking areas because there's not that much room on a cruise ship and everybody smokes weed now, man. Or not everybody, but a lot of people do. So things are changing. They're modifying cruise ships for weed smokers. So the fact that that's out there <laughs> in your hometown, you know, or in a lot of people's hometowns, uh, probably changed a lot of destination to Amsterdam so we can smoke weed at a coffee shop. They, they squandered their opportunity. They were the capital of cannabis. Um, the United States is now the, the capital, but it still holds that nostalgia. Agreed. Again, I want to talk about on another show, but because I can't, I want to make sure we have enough time for good grow talk with you. Um, the, the the main difference I still see uh, the cannabis clubs I've been to are still facing. We saw one recently close in Oregon that we were thinking about having a DGC event at. There's not a lot of places where you can just go sit down, talk with like-minded people like you could at coffee shops. Plus, you're meeting international travels from all over the world, which is a trip in itself. We're like, oh, this dude's we don't even have the same language, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> Um, who who so, runs a business out of all of us, man? I run a couple businesses, dude. You run a business, Chad. I imagine your your seeds are you call it a business, right? Um, who the hell? If I was like, hey guys, we're gonna get a space and we're gonna let a bunch of people smoke weed there. We're gonna sell them coffee. We'll let them leave, and we don't know what happens afterwards. I guess they drive home or something. I don't know, dude. That would be the worst business model ever. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to shout out a couple of producers before this grow talk coming up because they are making it happen here. I got Android, Android, really? Okay. And Boosted Rice. What's going on? And thank you for supporting the Dude Grow Show. I'll leave this fun one for you, Scotty. Scooby Steve. I used to have a, a friend named Scooby, the hookup. What up, Scooby Steve? What do you think Boosted yes. Rice means, man? Um... I think that would mean you're stealing rice. I mean, inflation's getting rough out there, but hopefully not that bad. I was thinking like he drives like on, he rides maybe a nitrous like GSXR or something like that, man. Motorcycle. <laughs> uh, on uh, Grow Talk here. Um, so I'll start off with uh, just some good stuff as far as if you had a chat, if you had a friend that wanted to get started growing. Um, his own cannabis, how would you set him up? I'm sure you've done this already. I know most people, if you've been growing for a while, hopefully you've helped somebody else set up and it depends on what they want to do. But yeah, have you had this situation? Yeah, definitely. I have. And the first thing that you always got to consider is a lot of times the answer to these is it depends. Um, what is their environment like? You know, me out here on the Washington coast is going to be different than your Colorado crumble. So it depends, but in a, in a, for environment, I'm saying, but in a general sense, um, it sounds like people usually want to start maybe with like a two by two tent. Um, it's actually really hard to control the environment in a two by two tent. Like it's much harder to control the environment in that than a four by four tent. So I, I usually say three to three, three by three or a four by four, as far as like a tent size to get started with. I, if you I have like space, that. I like Even, that. I like that. Because even if you're going to grow, they're like, well, hey, I don't need more space than what I'm doing. I'm going to do one plant in a two by two. You're like, you know what? You can do that one plant in a three by three or four by four. We like the two by four on the show as an introductory tent mm -hmm. and just have twice the air volume. Yeah, that's, I think that's really good advice. That's like hydroponic reservoirs. The smaller they are, the more they fluctuate, the buff, yep. like buffer zone there is, yep. if you will. Um, so, yeah, air volume is important. And you're going to scale up. Once you get a dank harvest, you're like, damn, I need, I need this room. Yes. 
<laughs> you, you're definitely going to scale up. <laughs> you just recommend one tent to get started? Uh, if you have the space, you know, I kind of prefer two tents because that way you can run something perpetual. You can always have something vegging while something's flowering and then you just move over and you take clones or you start new seeds. And that way you kind of have a constant harvest or at least every couple of months. Um, I prefer that way versus one big harvest or two big harvests a year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And then that's, you need one big, yeah, that. when I trim three plants, Verse, yeah, and have three plants coming mm -hmm. up into the tent. Verse, yes, one harvest year back in the day. Man, I don't miss like eight light harvests. I mean, I kind of do because they're paying good back in the day. But yeah, <laughs> right. and the trimming, I still, I still can't. I don't like the trimming a lot. But what, what about your growth style? Take us from like, you know, your media containers. What do you prefer in lighting, uh, nutrient inputs? I'm curious about grower style. We have a grower on the show. Yeah, so. You know, especially for people starting out, um, you're probably going to take an approach of something maybe in a bottle or something. Not everybody jumps into the, you know, the living soil organic at first. So what I've been trying to do with. OK, sorry, guys. Um, so for growth style, what I try to recommend for people is to start out with a reasonable size. Um, usually it's like a three gallon or a five gallon pot. As, as your large pot, I do encourage transplanting because watering little seeds or clones in a big pot can go wrong. Yeah. So start small, but ultimately into like a three or a five gallon pot. And one of my goals, you know, obviously is to try to get people growing. So I've been looking for easiest methods to get people started. And one of the things I've been playing with this last year are these, you know, water only soils. And I've tried a bunch of different brands and I've actually been impressed by all of them. So to get somebody going, so these you are, actually, you're not doing any mixing. These are ready to go. You're buying like your regular 10 gallon yeah. soil bag. I like it because mixing shit can be intimidating for people. If you get something wrong, you can't take it back out. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard for people to source all those raw ingredients. Yeah, so cool. I love Water the only. easy, man. I love, I think if you're going to do it, you got to let people have success the first time or else they're going to put that equipment away and find another hobby. So I, I love where you're going, brother. Yeah, and, and you could get hooked, uh, you know, that way too. A successful harvest is the best uh, <laughs> best pat on the back you can ever ask for. Yep. Watering-wise, you know, there's real buckets. There's there's easier ways to to water these days instead of just hand watering everything all the time. So that's another thing that has made it easy. But there's a lot of good programs out there. You can go, you know, synthetic, synganic, organic, whatever you want to do, it's out there. Follow the directions and you'll have success. And then when you want to branch out and start doing it yourself and being the mad scientist, right. opportunities there for you. Damn, I wish I think we should highlight that when you first get a program, follow the directions of the program. Don't start mixing and matching some stuff from uh, one system or my buddy said this stuff would work really good. That's when you have problems, man. Once you think of it like cooking, you know, if you follow a mm -hmm. recipe first, you start making a really good chicken soup and then you say, hey, I'm going to see what some basil does here. I'm going to put a little I don't know, ginger, that would fuck up yeah. chicken soup. And, 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 and the, the kind of the side thought behind that is because when you're starting to grow, uh, your first few grows, I don't want you paying attention and have all your focus on feeding. I want you paying attention to the plant. I want you to learn the signals from the plants, what the plant is going to tell you. And then once you're able to read the plant, well, then that's when you make adjustments. So yeah, keep it simple. The first few grows, get to know your plants first. Love it. Good advice, brother.
How much difference is it growing to, uh, different strains? Hey, would you recommend autos first? I know my buddy Soup doesn't like autos because they're unforgiving. Autos, mm-hmm. photos, what would you recommend? Seeds. I kind of tend to I tend to go for photos at first. Um, autos are great, but if you go wrong in the first you know few weeks, you could get a stunted plant, and like you yeah. said, a, a bad harvest doesn't really encourage you to go another ninety days with something else. So, yep. photos a little more forgiving. You can make mistakes. You can find feminized versions. You don't have to weed out males. So that's the way that I like to go. More forgiving with the photos. I love it. Dave, do you run any autos yourself? I haven't, but I actually do have a pack of autos right uh, in the air, um, right there that somebody had sent me. So I am going to give those a shot again. It's been quite a long time and they've made quite a few advancements. So time to hit it up one more time. Yeah, I had a buddy send me a few. I was like, come on, make me look good, man. So he sent me a few packs where he's like, yo, run these. So I'm kind of psyched about it. I could. I was gonna. When you guys are talking about nutrients and starting as a, as a beginner grower, one uh, if you're gonna go with, like, let's say a nutrient program, some bottles from your grow store. Um, I ran. I think it's now RX Green Technologies two part. It's an A and a B, and recharge to see what would happen with an island sweet skunk strain that I was familiar with. Everything went great. When you start, the more products you start with, I'm not saying a five bottle nutrient line is wrong then the you know you, you're not surely sure how you can build on something basic and what you're spending your money on so start as simple as possible and you said so those water only soils you've tried a couple that have taken you all the way through to finish and you've been satisfied with with it are you putting are you using any microbes or any other inputs or are you just doing the testing the straight water uh, originally i tested straight water using their guidelines as far as because it's all about container size um you get longer the larger the container size so right. following that water only worked great they senesced when they should have senesced um lately i've been going a little bit longer in veg so i do top dress with a, a kiss organics nutrient pack i just sprinkle that on once uh usually around the beginning of flower and that's all just water and then that one top dressing so yeah it's, it's been pretty awesome ahead, scotty just what size container would she say the minimum would be for something like for a uh, living soil? Seven gallons. Seven gallons seems to be it. If you're doing like, like a, a quick veg and then your traditional 60 day flower, not a 14 week flower, 60 right. day flower, you're, you'd be good to go. A big difference in strains. I find I'm running three separate strains right now. One of them's got a magnesium deficiency. The other mm-hmm. one looks like a beast. The other one's just a slow grower, but I love the buzz. Uh, any Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so because that's what a lot of people are going to do. You're going to give the same feeding regimen to however many strains you have in there. And in general, that's going to work. You will notice some deficiencies in certain strains and certain plants. And then that's where you can actually really dial things in. If you have the time and the ability to mix up a special feed for plant A and another special feed for plant B, by all means, do it because you can find different expressions. That's how people used to do it. That's why people monocropped back in the day, because you could dial in a room. When you have multiple strains, it's just more of a general feeding, but I've never had anything disastrous because I was just generally feeding everything. Do you ever have to use cow mag? It's a very, yes. very sexy topic, man. Do you use cow yes. mag or calcium and, magne- <laughs> and magnesium separately? I use Epsom salt for right my magnesium, and it also adds a nice boost of sulfur. Um, but yes, my the PPM of my tap water is 20. So I do wind up adding a little bit of cow mag a few times, uh, 
around the transition area or period. Very cool. More now, that, bag. Hey, when, when we're talking about, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> of PPM 20. I'm thinking our PPM is about 60. It's really, you know, clean water. Does that mean I'm thinking of PPM zero from a reverse osmosis filter mm-hmm. that has zero, uh, 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 what, are they, what am I trying to say? Uh, I no know. minerals, no nutrients, nothing. That was that was it, man. Mineral content. Thank you. So, do we have to worry about that? The lower our PPM gets. I mean, it is a direct measurement PPM of mineral content. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing uh, with RO water. A lot of people will tell you, well, you need to add stuff back in because from natural tap water, you do get like calcium, you do get magnesium and you right. can get other things in there. So, right. you know, some people say, well, I've never had cow mag before. And that's fine. Your tap water probably has a decent amount in there. Yeah. Mine doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Pipes calcify from that. So sure. That would make sense. Yeah. I'm curious on, uh, you're in Washington state, right? Yes. So me and Scotty were out in, I think it was maybe in Oregon. I don't know if it was in Washington. I'm holding like in front of a sign three, four years ago that said like, what was it? $50 ounces or something. And then I was recently in Washington and saw, um, outdoor. It was just really swaggy, horrible looking outdoor ounces for like $15. And the bud tenders like, man, people are using that to make like butter edibles. Mm -hmm. You know, some people just don't have the money. I'm like, I I totally get it. Can you give us a quick market report? Like, is there way too much weed there still? Um, as far as even on the, we like to call it the legacy market now for people that are, you know, not operating on the dispensary side of things, what's going on. Yeah. You know, it was one of those fortunate years last year where, um, sorry, plugging my computer, um, where we didn't really have crazy winds. We didn't have fire. We didn't have torrential rain. So it was actually really a bumper crop for everybody. So really big harvest for everybody in a market that's already flooded, uh, brings the price down even that much more so it's we're you know north of oregon oregon's probably the leader of saturated markets uh but it's caught up here so yeah it's 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 hard to be a grower especially in, in on the legal side because there's only a certain number of licenses and they tried playing a game of supply and demand they bought up all the licenses and they cut production to drive up the price but that backfired because well there's still a glut what if yeah. I just want to go get an ounce of quads for my buddy, you know, lives up the street. What's that being Canadian quads being you know, a really good kind, bud, man. Do you know what, what ounces yeah. a really good kind bud are going for currently? You could get a decent ounce for $120, um, which I think is, is a good price. You know, it used to be maybe two fifty a couple of years ago, some really good stuff, but yeah, 120, 125, something that I would be like, yeah, I grew it, you know, be proud to have say I grew it. It's pretty fat. That's I got like a buddy doing I- the, I was just going to say, it's like Cheech and Chong, man, when they're like, how much is a lid, man? You know, a lid, big, big (laughs) fucking fat bag of weed for a beautiful weed for 125 bucks. I guess that's what a little over, man, don't make me do the math. It's almost or a little bit over two grand a pound, somewhere around there for 120. No, wholesale. Hang on a second. I'm trying to think. You said 125? Yep. 125 times 16. All right. That would be... One, two, three, five. Is that two I grand? can tell you that's not what they're getting. Oh, they're not getting <laughs> the math money. doesn't oh no, everything by bulk. I mean, eight hundred to twelve hundred is probably average, fifteen hundred oh, if you have something really good per pound. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that hearing that, and I see the same here in British Columbia, down to $80 an ounce, um, 800 to maybe $1,000 pounds at the most for pretty good bud. Not the best of the best, but pretty damn good. Is still totally reasonable pricing. Of course, they don't have the overhead of people paying for you know licensing and commercial space and taxes mm-hmm. on all that shit. Sure. But to me, that sounds like the legacy market isn't doing horrible. I know people are like probably screaming, but uh, you know, the, there's just uh, the weed was priced what four four per pound at its highest, Scotty, when four thousand per pound. When we we've been in, associated in this type of business, never more than that. Really, maybe down in Miami was. <laughs> there was some forty eight hundred hour. There were some twelve hundred hour cubes gone of the crazy shit back in the day, and people would pay it, man. People would gladly pay uh, three hundred dollars an ounce back in the day. So, yeah, one hundred and twenty five. Yeah. I did the math, man. It's two thousand dollars a pound. If you're just somebody that has uh, that's pumping out a pound of weed a month or something out of you know three plants coming out or something like that, and you're able to supplement your income by you know helping you know your friend down the street that wasn't gonna doesn't want to get uh, you know a three hundred dollar mediocre ounce or a three hundred fifty dollar <laughs> mediocre ounce at the dispensary. That's still uh, not a bad supplemental. You know, it's something where I could I could see people doing that. Yeah, and grow your own. You control the it. inputs. Yeah, damn. Straight. I like it. I like it. Damn straight. If you can, and if not, I have no problem with the legacy market support as well. It's nice to know the grower. I always do say that if you yes. can know the grower a little bit. Um, yes. It does help out. There's so many ways people could start to network with friends. We talked about it on the show the other day. If you don't have room for the all the two, three tents you want to do, uh, there was a grow talk question where his like his friend or brother-in-law or something was getting all the seedlings going. It was his veg side and then bring them over from his house um, when they were ready. And just networking with people, man, you can save a ton of money for sure. Sure, but when you don't know the grower, man, you can get stuff like fluoramide and Avid sprayed on your buds because it becomes uh, selling to strangers. I'm selling, you know, drugs here's, to strangers. Here's, here's the inside tip. If their car is clean, their grow room is probably clean, too. Uh, <laughs> now somebody does something. So you just got to be like, everything. I got to see your car. Let me see your car, buddy. Like, what the hell, dude? Come on. God damn, <laughs> he's right, man. He's right. Hey, man. Oh, excellent. Oh, Let's do some shout outs, man. A couple shout outs for you, dude. Sure. Go kish, kish, kush, kush for 2020 and <laughs> Philly Farms. I'm a buckwheat 66, man. I like it. I like it. Um, is there anything else you wanted to hit on, Chad? Yeah. Or that we, uh, I mean, I'm, I got to get you back on for some other grow yeah. talk and always appreciate all the help in the comments. As far as dogrows.com. Um, you guys, DDC helping each other out when somebody gets a grow question up. It's awesome to see. Um, but yeah, anything else you wanted to touch on today? I have a question, man. <laughs> Hit it up. Dude, who do we follow? How do you, I know you're on social media. Mm-hmm. How do we follow you? And who else do you follow to learn from, man? Ooh, nice. Really good question. Um, I'll start uh, with my stuff. Uh, I am on Instagram. It's chad.westport. Uh, we said YouTube earlier, Chad Westport, and also the chadwestport.com. Um, but I'm also encouraging people to check out dopehistory.com because that's a project that I've been involved with for over a year now. We just released it, uh, talking to, we're preserving history of cannabis. Uh, so it's really fun. We had French cannoli interview at Rosenthal, Jorge Cervantes, Tommy Chong, Will Siegel, Keith Stroop, OG Eddie Lepp, a lot of interviews there. Um, so that, that has been a fun project for me. Who do I learn from? Um, 
you know, I typically, I like the future cannabis project. There's a lot of scientists that come on there. Um, I look at some non-tradition or non-cannabis videos as well. Um, I like lecture series. Yeah. You know, agriculture has been around for a long time and cannabis is kind of picking up some of these pieces and calling it new, but no, it's not really new. So that's why I went and got a sustainable agriculture and small farm systems background because they know what's up. So looking at that uh, is what I like to do, but that's on a commercial scale for home growing. It's a different beast. Do grows perfect place to freaking hang out and learn because that's the information that is most relevant to, I think the people that I'm around and watch the show. Oh, shucks, man. Hey, I got just, you said sustainable agriculture, right? Yep. So Facebook and YouTube, not Facebook, but uh, Google, whatever is always showing me pictures of the future of gardening. And it's some 12 tier warehouse system with led lights and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Is that sustainable agriculture? I don't know. How do you feel about that kind of stuff? Uh, It it serves the purpose of mass production. Um, It's it takes less energy. But one of the things that has changed since I went to school, not even six, seven years ago for this is sustainable has kind of been placed with regenerative. There's more emphasis on not just being able to maintain, but to improve and a system like that. It can maintain, but it's not going to improve. You need to be stewards of the land, increase soil fertility. Those are the things that are going to give us better, more nutritious food and in an abundance too. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's that's where I went with it. I'm sorry. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'll touch on that real quick. As you say, I see, you know, having um, food grown in cities, um, as far as, yes, you're going to be running lights, depending on how it's set up and avoiding the refrigeration and the diesel and the trucks mm-hmm. and everything else it usually takes to get them out from different agricultural areas right. um, is something that's, that's needed in the mix for sure. Same with, with, with cannabis, man. My, my dream on the show for a while was like, what would be a cool business, man? The dude grows coffee shop. We grow on the roof. We yes. got some hangs in the middle where we can burn down. The very lower floor, I'll even offer a fine ale and an IPA maybe, and it's all mixed in one, and we're good to go. That's a dream, man. That's a good dream. Yo, I was checking it out. I was fire pole, make- too. I want a fire pole. What's up? <laughs> I was just going to make a joke about uh, uh, all the electricity it takes to run the indoor grows. If you're running these ass- massive indoor grows you know, in the middle of cities. Um, but I was saying, I thought it was Washington was like the number one uh, and, and uh, Canada as well. I thought it was up in your area in B.C. Uh, states and province that are run by water. They have giant we water have- projects. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, man. Your grow runs on water, bro. Yeah, we, we have a lot of it here. I don't know how statewide that is, but we do have a lot of it. The county right below me uh, allows you to do wind power. So I actually have a buddy with one of those wind turbines uh, that has a, a license to grow. So, yeah, you know, roughly, on the coast, man, plenty of wind. <laughs> roughly two thirds of the state's electricity comes from hydropower. man. it's pretty cool, man. Two thirds of your grow runs on water third on coal almost all of my grow does i think bc and vancouver is like almost all hydropower yeah yeah it's a shit i google at night all right man (laughs) all right let's wrap it let's wrap it thanks for hanging chad westport 
you rock, uh, check right. it out. You can also see another interview. You recently hung out with Mr. Grow It. Go see him hanging over there for some more good grow talk. And uh, thanks for doing what you do. Uh, dude, absolutely my pleasure. And big shout out to the DGC for all the support and keep those questions coming because I love answering them uh, on the forums. And you guys keep doing the show, Grambo. You rock, brother. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. And yes, let's do this again soon because we, we could go many different uh, directions and fill, fill an entire show. So I'd love the, love the opportunity to come back, talk to talk with you guys soon. Uh, you're the best, Chad. Excellent. Absolutely. And thank you for all your contributions answering those questions, man. Thanks for making, making us look smart. Let me see what Chad has to say. <laughs> it's seriously <laughs> learning in public. He's out, DDC. Peace. Hey, take it.